You're listening to the Tour Station Western League podcast with Ian Knockholz and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 19 of the Tool Station Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to welcome onto the line, it is Tom Hiscott, the editor of the Western League Bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, actually. Um, and how about yourself? Yes, I'm, um, I'm keeping busy. Um, I thought I'd, I'd have to sacrifice my football on uh, Saturday mm-hmm. um, because the, we were, had a family trip planned to Stour Head. Mm-hmm to see the Christmas lights, which is always oh, okay. a lovely thing to do at this time of the year, mm. uh, only for there to be a power cut when we got there. <laughs> no way. So uh, not only did I not get to watch any football this weekend, <laughs> um, I never actually got to see any Christmas lights either. That is a shocker. So that was, that was slightly, that's a slightly depressing way to start. Yeah, that's not a great Christmas. start. <laughs> let's, hope, let's hope that it's uphill from now. I was I about guess... to say, I hope your December improves from now on. Yeah, well, one thing that has improved since I last spoke to you, of course, well, I was going to say the weather. I mean, it's still blooming cold out there, but actually, I don't think we lost anywhere near as many games no. to the weather as we did um, the, the the last week. So, um, so that's a that's a positive yes, um, uh, thing. Anyway, we uh, we've got well, we've got plenty of football to talk about, haven't we? We've got the FA Vars, of course, but also we've got um, we've got quite a lot of games going on on a Friday night. Um, yes, was busy. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be uh, that's going to be that's going to keep us entertained um, today. On the podcast this week, we hear from Dan Hart, the manager of Buckland Athletic. Now, of course, Dan's been on once already, but um, I thought it was about time. Now we're getting into the business end of the FA Vars. It's always good to support our teams in that fantastic competition, and of course, Buckland Athletic, like our other sides, and we will be talking about all of them. But um, Buckland had a fantastic win, so it was uh, it was great to speak to Dan about that. And also, we've got a new name for the podcast. Um, Joe Popple. He's the manager at Bristol Telephones. And uh, I thought it was about time that I got on the telephone um, to speak to the manager of telephones. Uh, there we go. How many telephones can you have mm-hmm. on my podcast? Uh, right then, Tom, we are going to kick things off with a bit of Friday night football. The FA Vars games uh, started on Friday, the 2nd of December. Bridgewater United were at home um, to Cribs. Of course, Cribs, formerly of this parish, going very well in the Hellenic League, a very ambitious club. Um, managed by, of course, um, Richard Luffman, who many will remember in the uh, Tool Station Western League. And, uh, well, I'm pleased to see that, um, that Bridgewater kicked things off in, uh, in positive fashion for us in that competition, Tom. Yeah, they did, and they, they certainly did it the hard way, uh, holding on to a, a 1-0 victory to, to knock out Cribs. Uh, but that didn't come without, yeah, as I say, a big scare. Uh, they were a, down, a man down uh, at the break. So it was uh, Jack Thorne, I think he was dismissed. I think he got a pretty early booking. Uh, and then he was booked a uh, second time just before half time. So obviously that made it uh, made it 10 v 11. Um, and that's how it, how it remained for the entirety of the game, in fact. But it was uh, that wasn't to deter Bridgewater. And uh, yeah, they came out second half. And um, yeah, the undermanned um, hosts took the lead four minutes after the restart in fact and it was jack taylor obviously a name we know really well uh yeah he put them in, put them in front heading home with george king cross and uh yeah that wow to say they managed to managed to hold on from there and and book their place in the fourth round so a fantastic uh friday night uh from bridgewater absolutely they don't like to do things the easy way do they bridgewater no um right then moving into saturday the third of december and buckland athletic they were at home to laverstock and ford Absolutely. And it was, yeah, more good news, uh, more good uh, Vars news. Third round stuff really went well for us, didn't it? And it was Buckland a 3-0 win uh, at home to, to Laverstock and Ford that's seen them move to move to the, to the fourth round. And it was very much the Ryan Bush show. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, well, 
was very much to the fore, wasn't he? A first half hat trick from him. Uh, his first coming after just 13 minutes, uh, and then it was a uh, yeah, a couple, uh, pretty soon after a left-footed strike, uh, making it making it 2-0, uh, and then yeah, pretty much just before half time, uh, sliding finish made it 3-0, and uh, that was how it stayed. But yeah, Bush and uh, Buckland moving on to to the fourth round. Uh, that that fantastic win there for Buckland was all the excuse I needed uh, to get in touch with Dan Hart. And I started my interview with Dan by asking whether the game for him was as comfortable as the scoreline suggests. We knew we were in for a tough game on Saturday. And for the first 15 minutes, like most of ours ties, it, it took us that little while to adjust. Um, but as I mentioned after the game, I think once we got to that point where we were coming into our into our own, we really did blow them away for the remainder of that first half in particular. The draw has been made and you've got Ascot United at home in the next round. I mean, who, whoever you play, I guess, you know, when you get to this stage of the competition, it's um, they're going to be good. Um, but I suppose that makes the, the home tie all the more important for you. Yeah, I, I say it, I've said it every, every round, I think. You know, as many home ties subsequently as we can get, the better. It's going to be a really tough task. Uh, they're a different Ascot team to the one that it was, you know, four or five years ago, and they've got a lot of resource. They're flying high in their league, and I'm, you know, I'm fully expecting a very, very tough examination for us in January. Uh, you'll certainly have to be at the races, boom, boom, to beat them. Um, if only they were playing Wing Canton, then I could really have a field day on that one. But um, I mean, in all seriousness, will you be able to have them watched before you play them? Funnily enough, one of my one of my closest friends is manager at um, Agham Town, who played against Buckland last year before I before I joined. So. Um, I'm hoping they, they play them on Saturday, so I'm hoping to get some footage and some feedback on them. Um, and I've, I've had a little bit since the draw as well. So, yeah, but, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll always try and, and try and do our best to, to give us that little edge. Now that game won't be played until mid-January, will it? And up until now, it feels like the Vars games have come quite thick and fast. So, are you pleased that you've got a bit of a break, or would you have preferred to have kept up the momentum? Um, well, again, we're we're in action tomorrow night in the Devon Bowl. I think we're still not playing catch up, but we're still making our way nicely through our league fixtures as well. So we came into the Vars relatively late. We've only played two rounds now um, because of the success the team had last season, reaching the quarters. So um, yeah, it's just one of those. Wait till mid January. It kind of is something to look forward to in the background there. But yeah, all, all focus is back on on the cups and, and the league now. Well, you've been going nicely in the league. Um... But you did have a little bit of a blip against Street at the start of November, which you did put right in your recent run of uh, games. And, and you've been in really free-scoring form as well, haven't you? So we started to find, find the net. We've got some really talented players in all positions, but certainly in forward areas, we, we have got lots of different types of threats. And um, I'm, I'm pleased with the way it's going. It's going to take time. It always was in terms of the way we're going to set up and the demands. Um, I know when I spoke to you right at the start of the season when I just come in, the demands that we're going to place on the lads physically are really high, um, but they are starting to come to grips really well with that, and they're gelling really nicely as a group too. So it's not too much of a surprise that we're um, we're finding the net more, and we're starting to play with a little bit more freedom as well. Is your season now really realistically all about the Vars? Um, I mean, you're 19 points at the moment off of the top of the uh, of the tool station Western League. Does that mean that as far as you're concerned, the league is gone or are you still in the hunt? Uh, like I said, this year for us was all about coming in and, and, and adjusting and making sure that we stamp our mark. And that just means every game in the league, as it comes, finish as high as we can and, and get as many positive results 
between now and, and the end of April as we can. And that means that the Vars and, and the Les Phillips and Devon Bowl that we're still in just give us those those little additional games to to obviously get players opportunities, which can be tough um, away from obviously training and, and games. And yeah, our, our focus will always, in terms of the league, Bridgewater and Saltash have been extremely strong um, and we played against them three of the four times. Um, so I expect those two teams to be at the top there. But in that pocket of teams after that, um, like I said, we'll be we'll be hoping to to gain points and to put some momentum together at the end of this season. And um, yeah, we'll we'll certainly be pre-planning and looking towards next sooner rather than later. Now, when I last saw you, um, we were collecting money for Devon Mind, and I know that across the Western League, particularly in the Premier Division, it's been a difficult couple of weeks um, with a couple of our clubs facing some really difficult tragedies um, related to um, to mental health issues and I guess that that plays an important reminder for all of us not just those clubs but all of us about how important this issue is it's incredibly important I think yeah it's been it's been really tough for Malzo and for Wellington as well and obviously I've thought of people at both the clubs and the families but yes yeah, it's, it's so important especially in young men um, and I see that kind of day-to-day as well so yeah we're always encouraging people at our club and our players to be open not just on the pitch but certainly off it as well and it's surprising in, in management having turned to that how many um, how many players will will confide if you make the, the environment right so yeah it's just you know it's, it's a really tough epidemic of its own across the country isn't it and hopefully little things like this can, can help others to speak up and to kind of address what's going on in their lives and understand that, that talking really does does play a part in helping that and making things better. Well certainly your club's support, your support on the day was, you know, it, it meant a lot to me and I think it does mean a lot more when you think about the challenges that have been faced certainly in the last couple of weeks so that's why it's a really important campaign and I'm so glad Buckland were completely behind um, the Western League in, in, in doing that and, and hopefully we'll be doing a lot more but let's return to the football um, because you've got a massive, you've got some massive games coming up this weekend. Uh, you've got Helston, and of course the irony was that they were the team that I saw you play when we did that bucket collection. And uh, I mean, I think it would be fair to say, Dan, that you did a bit of a number on them on the day. And um, I would imagine that um, they'll be looking to return the favour. Of course they will. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be a tough game for us. Like I said, we've got a game in the cup tomorrow night, and we'll be prepping for for Helston. Um, which I know will be extremely tough down there. If the conditions um, are as expected as well, then it, it will make it a really tough afternoon. But I do believe in our players, not just because of how we played against them at home, but the fact that we're able to be a little bit elusive in, in how, how we can mix our game up. We've got really good technical players and we've got some really experienced physical players as well. So I'm hoping that we'll have the tools on Saturday because that's a big game for us in the league. And my thanks to Dan for his time. Now, one final game to talk about in the FA Vars third round involving Western League, uh, involving a Western League team, uh, Clevedon Town. They were at home to New Milton Town. Now, some of you, I'm sure, who are listening to this podcast may have given some passing attention to another cup competition that's going on uh, that's now reached its knockout stage, of course. And, of course, one feature of knockout football is um is the dreaded p word penalties it's something uh-huh. we've all been brought up to loathe but i don't think they were loathing them in clevedon on saturday tom <laughs> no absolutely not it was their uh, their their passage through to the, the next round uh, came via 
via spot kicks. Uh, I think they'd have rather done it without those. They were uh, leading for much of the afternoon. Nathaniel Groom scoring after 28 minutes, uh, putting them in front. But then at the very death, it was uh, yeah deep into stoppage time. Uh, the visitors, New Milton Town, managed to, to score from a corner uh, and send the game straight to spot kicks. No extra time in, in the bars. Uh, straight to spot kicks. And uh, yeah, well, <laughs> you say they wouldn't dread them and they don't, definitely didn't. Five from five. So uh, immaculate stuff from Clevedon. And that was enough. Five three, they won on penalties. And it was Sid Camper who tucked away the uh, yeah, the, the, the deciding spot kick. So uh, fantastic stuff from Clevedon. And we were three from three in the bars this weekend. So good stuff all around. It is. Uh, we've got a little bit of time to wait until the next round, the fourth round of the the Vars. That will be played on Saturday, the 14th of January. The draw has already been made, but just in case you don't know who our teams have got, I can tell you that Buckland Athletic have been drawn at home to Ascot United. Clevedon Town have been drawn at home to Harefield United. And get this, it's another three from three. Bridgewater United have been drawn at home to Erith Town. So, obviously, a great opportunity for our sides to be able to progress in that competition. I know that we'll be keeping absolutely everything crossed and hoping for another really good um, showing in uh, in this season's FA Vars. Now, we will move on to our Premier Division and the games that were played on Saturday, the 3rd of December. And we'll kick things off at Barnstable Town, where the visitors were Helston Athletic and, um, well, the visitors would certainly have gone home happy here, Tom. Absolutely. This probably wasn't the most sort of flashy result from the weekend, but I thought, yeah, in terms of picking games to, to chat about, one to, one to touch on, I think. Uh, yeah, good 2-0 win for Helston away at Barnstable. And it was uh, goals from Ricky Shepherd uh, and Sam Carter doing the business for them. Uh, and there was also a penalty save in there from Carl Moore. So not, yeah, um, well, they yeah, pretty much, um, yeah, did perfect, didn't they? Both at both ends of the field, uh, keeping Barnstable at bay. And, uh, yeah, registering the three points. So I thought that was a, a really impressive victory for, for Helston on Saturday afternoon. Now, I have a confession to make because I'm a great fan, as as regular listeners will know, of watching the footage that's produced by, by Helston. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't been able to see the footage yet because I have been that busy, actually. On um, I had a very early start on uh, on Sunday morning. I actually walked from Devizes to, uh, to Melksham. Um, it, it, I didn't do it for charity. I, I just did it with a mate. But unfortunately, yes, I haven't actually had a chance to sit down and uh, and watch those highlights yet. So normally I would endorse them heartily, Good. and I'm sure they're very good. But I haven't <laughs> seen them yet. But give, I think they'll probably be worth a watch anyway. So do look up mm. Piran Films on um, on social media. Right. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. Uh, Saltash United. They were taking on Ilfracombe Town, and it was a four goal thriller, Tom. Yeah, it was going to the uh, the very the very final minute. This one uh, in terms of in terms of drama and whatnot, and it was Saltash who managed to to score at the death to to grab a grab a two all draw uh, home to Ilfracombe. They did uh, extend their lead atop the division. Obviously, uh, a couple of sides, including Bridgewater, in uh, in cup action, so that might have uh, yeah might have helped Saltash out in terms of moving up in. In, in terms of points in the league and whatnot, but uh, yeah, they they went about it the hard way. They did go uh, go ahead at the beginning of the second half through Charlie Elkington, uh, but then a couple of goals uh, from uh, Liam Short and Harry Stevens suddenly put Ilfracombe on top with the game heading into the the final 15 minutes, uh, and then it was yeah a couple of minutes left and it was Adam Carter uh, striking for the striking for the host to to grab a share of the spoils and they've got a long unbeaten run that they have uh, obviously maintained. Uh, with this draw. So, uh, yeah, uh, a pretty entertaining game uh, between Saltash and Elf Kroon, which finished to a piece. 
Now, our final game in the Premier Division is Shepton Mallet. They're at home to Millbrook. And, of course, as we've mentioned a couple of times recently on the podcast, Shepton Mallet um, do have a, uh, a new management team in after um, the long-standing John Durbin and, and Craig Loxton went to, uh, to Poulton Rovers. Uh, and I think we can safely say, Tom, that this has been a transition of power at the top of mm -hmm. Shepton Mallet that the government that would have been proud of. Um, really, the good times continue to keep coming at Shepton. Yeah, certainly uh, certainly looking to have uh, made a difference at the moment, isn't it? A 3-0 win uh, to maintain their uh, their perfect start. The new management team, as you say, 3-0 uh, over, over Millbrook. And it was Finn Haynes, he was at the double. Uh, for Mallet in this one, he he made uh, made 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 the uh, made the game uh, one nil to them uh, right at the end of the first half, uh, putting as I say putting them in front. Donny Danny Constable then doubling their advantage just after the restart uh, before Haynes was on target again. Uh, yeah, and his glancing had a 50 minutes from time uh, finished the scoring, so a good win again for Mallet at home to Millbrook. If you're thinking, Tool Station, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Tool Station. With over 300 branches, there's always a Tool Station near you. Now we take a look into the first division and we will go back in time, listeners. We will go into our tool station TARDIS <laughs> back to Friday, the 2nd of December. And something of a homecoming, mm. Wincanton Town returned to their spiritual home. They played Titherington Rocks. Titherington was certainly on the rocks and Wincanton were back at the races. <laughs> they definitely were. They were indeed. Uh, and it was a healthy home crowd, obviously, uh, as you say there. Their first game at Moor Lane for, for quite a while. And, uh, yeah, they certainly uh, came back with a bang, didn't they? Two goals in either half uh, and a 4-0 win for Wincanton on Friday night. So, real good stuff. Dan Dix and Callum Small uh, putting them two up within the uh, opening 12 minutes. So, a real fast start. Uh, definitely were at the races in the early stages. Uh, and they came home with a, with a wet sail as well. Dan Quirk and Jamie Irwin adding further goals in the final couple of minutes. So, uh, yeah, uh, real good good, good, uh, good return to Moor Lane from Wincanton. A 4-0 win over Tiverington. Now we go back to the future, listeners. We go to Saturday, the 3rd of December, and Bristol Telephones. They were taking on Almondsbury. Now, both sides find themselves at the wrong end of the division. Um, but uh, and, for one, and for one of these teams, uh, this game, this, this result would be, um, uh, would be enough to cause a change of management. But it certainly wasn't the phones. No, it definitely wasn't. And, uh, yeah, we, we probably haven't seen them win. Win many games in this manner um, recently. A five-nil victory for them at home to Almondsbury. So uh, yeah, real, real brilliant stuff from the from the phones. Archie Dark scoring twice, uh, and that was yeah, he was the main man on on Saturday afternoon. There was also goals from Sam Thomas, Finn Sykes, and get this, Javi Blasquez. That'll be your name of the day, oh. I'm sure. And uh, yeah, the uh, the phones now unbeaten in three. So uh, they've moved off the bottom thanks to this uh, this big win as well. So it's a decent decent run there on. Uh, good win over Almondsbury on Saturday for for the Bristol Telephones. What is Javi Blasquez backwards, Tom? Oh, I tried to. That will. That's making my mind melt. Even trying to think about it. <laughs> right, there's a lot of Z's in there and Q's and whatnot. So there's, there's yeah, lots going on. That's that's your that's your background. <laughs> there we go. But for, for next week, it's probably like Harry Kane or something, isn't it? Anyway, <laughs> um, right. Anyway, Bristol Telephones. We've not had them on the podcast uh, yet this season, so it was great to uh, to speak to Joe Popple. 
I've not spoken to Joe before. What a lovely man he was. It's not been, as we said in the intro, it's not been the easiest of uh, starts this season for the phones. A lot of transition going on at the club. But um, something about their recent results made me wonder whether Joe saw that 5-0 scoreline coming. It was a game that we certainly needed to to pick maximum points up, to be honest with you. Um, when you're sort of in these runs and you're at the wrong end of the table, you're you're sort of the, the games come thick and fast, and when you're not picking up maximum points, you're you're sort of looking at the ones that you need to you, you're sort of hoping to to win. Um, so Almondsbury was certainly a game that we were definitely not go. Uh, was imp- we find important that it was definitely not one of those that we we could lose. So um, to go in and win five nil was. Yeah, it was a bit of a surprise, but um, on the day it was it was a really good performance. We we created plenty of chances, so yeah, and no, they fully deserved. In like you said, in recent weeks we 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 picked up, um, especially probably the last six or seven weeks we've we've played some really good stuff, but sort of at the rubber of the green. And I'm, I'm certainly winning down there. You don't sort of everything goes against you, but no, it was a, a really good performance, and yeah, obviously a great win. And you must have been really pleased coming in off the back of that because you know sometimes you can have a you know you can have a great result on paper, but actually the performance from the team isn't what you want. But uh, it sounds to me like actually they put everything together on the day, and uh, you know everyone was happy at the end of it. Yeah, that's that, that's exactly it. Um, we week before we had a really good point, a well-earned point, and fully deserved it at home to win Canton. Um, so it's 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 coming together. Um, we've got a really really good group of lads. Um, they're all sort of buying into the way of how we want to do it and how we want to play. Um, but sometimes, it, especially at this level, it's sort of there's no there's no sort of respite. And 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 the teams you play against are are ruthless. There's some real good good teams at, at this level. And um, yeah, it's just sort of quite hasn't fallen for us at times but when it does um, you get your rewards like we did Saturday so yeah no it's really pleasing Now it was less than a month ago when Shirehampton 5 0 you yes, um, but you've yes. had some very good results I mean you had two draws didn't you against Hallen and Wincanton you know two of the sides that we talk about in the conversation about promotion uh, <coughs> a creditable draw on both occasions that must have been the, you know, that that must have been the indication that you needed to show that things were moving in the right direction. Yeah. So we had, I think we had a little, we had a little break of about 17 days of our fixture, randomly. I don't really know how that, how that worked out, and um, it gave us a little chance to reset actually, um, bring a couple of new faces in, sort of get together with the management team and. How, how we're going to go forward and how we're going to turn it around a little bit. Um, we ended up going to Wincanton on a on a Tuesday night with a little bit of a mixed match team, and we put in a really good performance. Conceded within the last ten minutes, went down one nil, but the performance was there. Um, the week after, we played uh, Brislington at home, and we were well well worthy of at least a point. And like I said, when you're down there and it doesn't quite go for you, um, it was a penalty. Sort of, it, in my opinion, wasn't wasn't a penalty but that went against us uh, went against us on the day and then we went to Shirehampton and um, put in a really good first half performance 
nil nil at half time. Um, said to the boys at half time, "You're well in the game. Um, keep it t- <laughs> keep it tight in the next ten minutes." And within about ten seconds, we were one nil down, and, and and we fell apart. And yeah, nil nil at half time to then go and lose five nil was was a disappointment. But when those sorts of those sort of games happen and those results happen, you you first and foremostly you've got to look at yourself and. Um, maybe I probably had too many young lads on that day. I, I think we we fielded probably six teenagers um, and Shire. Fair play to them, and obviously a great job that Liam's done there. Um, they're very ruthless. They're they're in your face. They they don't give you no time on the ball, and it was a tough lesson for for us. But we come back strong from that, and obviously, like you said, we we, we drew with Hallen and then drew with Wincanton and then got got the win on on Saturday. So now I know you took over. Uh, the side um, shortly before the start of this season. So, what was your brief when you came into the job? What were your expectations? Yeah, so it was it was just to stabilise the club a little bit. I think sort of in previous years has been a been a little bit um, up and down in terms of people coming and going and, and and that sort of thing. So it was it was coming in and sort of trying to finish as high as possible without with, with being realistic. Um, so, it, it, in my opinion, I think a, a mid-table finish was is achievable, and is and I think especially with a group of players we got is it, it can be done. So, um, yeah, we 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 came in a little bit late, um, probably three or four weeks before the season started, with only having one pre-season fixture booked in, um, and we had three players remaining from last year. Um, so it was a complete overhaul of the whole playing side of the club really um, changing sort of the philosophy trying to change the culture of the club a little bit putting our own principles across um, and those things take time it's not, it's not, it's not going to happen um, it's not a quick fix it's not going to happen overnight um, and we come in we brought in what we can obviously on, we got no, no sort of budget or anything like that so it's just um, recommendations you're going off people you know and things like that so yeah, we, 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 it was a real, real tough summer for us, um, and a lot of lessons to be learned. Like we lost our goalie in pre-season, we lost um, one of our midfielders in pre-season, then we lost one of the lads to Briz, um, lost our top striker to Oakland. So, yeah, it was um, the first two, three months was really, really tough. But now we've sort of steadied the ship a little bit. We've got a, a really good togetherness. We've got um, more stable squad um, and team. So, yeah, like I said, it doesn't happen overnight, but but we're slowly but surely getting there. Uh, and what about the longer term then? What I mean, <clears throat> what are your longer term ambitions with um, with Bristol Telephones? I, th- I think this year is, is is sort of laying the foundations, if you like. If we can, obviously, we've got our philosophy and how we want to play football. Um, we've got a group of lads. We've, we've got a lot of young lads as well that sort of have come into this. So they're sort of buying into the way we want to play. Um, and then if we can lay the foundations this year uh, um, and have a clear way of how we want to do things um, which will hopefully set us up nicely going into next season but at the moment um, we're below where I expect us to be and probably where the committee expects us to be which obviously takes full responsibility for that but I fully believe that we can get a little run together and and this league's very unpredictable do you know what I mean You, you can go you can put a little run together and, and fly up the league. There's been there's always funny funny results, ones you're not going to expect, and things change very quickly, especially in football. 
to right now if we look ahead at your fixtures coming up you've got Brislington of course they're going to be a real test in the Les Phillips Cup but then it's Bishop Sutton at the weekend um, and I'm sure you're going to want to use that as an opportunity to build upon that really impressive win um, against Almondsbury. yeah definitely um, but like I said the, the, the teams in this league and obviously the players that, that Bishop Sutton have got it's going to be a real tough test we're fully fully confident we can go there and sort of get something they, they had a good win against Porter's Head on the weekend. Wilson, their striker, is bang in form. So we'll have to be at our best if we're going to go and get anything. But, yeah, we're confident. This is the first time we've spoken, Joe, on the Western League podcast. And yeah. as is my sort of um, tradition now, the first time we speak to managers, it's always really interesting to hear about their journey. So I'd like you to tell us about your journey to the Telephones Dugout. Yeah, so... Um, so previously was manager at Wick FC in the Gloucestershire County League um, where we won the league last year um, a very good season um, and then due to the club not being able to progress sort of because of building regulations and having sort of things in place to, to move up into step six um, I thought it was a good opportunity to sort of progress on what I've what I've done sort of in management so um, decided to step down from Wick and let someone else take over the reins um, and sort of had had the summer to myself sort of see what became available um, and then the phone rang a couple of number two offers um, a few other bits and bobs that, that were interesting but um, nothing that really tickled my fancy so um, and then I did have a Obviously, your good friend, Spencer Thomas, who you had on last week, um, is a good friend of mine as well. He rang me, and I originally agreed to join Bocco with him. Um, and run it alongside him um, and have a say with him. Um, as I sort of agreed to do that, um, Bristol Telephone got in touch, um, and it was just an opportunity to, to, to do my own thing again um, and have a bash at the Western League sort of on my own. And It was a, a blank canvas, if you like, go in and and put my own stamp on it and um yeah no it's been it's been tough but enjoyable at the same time and my thanks to joe for his time now one final game gillingham town against nowsy and tickingham of course we say every single week in fact we say it the managers who come on say it the spectators say it any team can beat any other side uh in the first division and um, to be fair to Nails in Tickenham, they've been beating most sides in the in the first division. Gillingham haven't had, uh, they've had a funny old season. They, they, mm-hmm. they struggled at the beginning of it, then went on a fantastic run of results. Um, if anybody thought that this game was a foregone conclusion for our one-time league leaders, then, um, well, they needed to look again because Gillingham were back to winning ways. <laughs> yeah, they are the most unpredictable team, I think, that would be fair to say. Uh, and they, yeah, they were back back in the winners' column on on Saturday uh, afternoon, a three-one win over Nailsey, uh, who, uh, yeah, that's a very rare defeat for them, isn't it? Obviously, um, yeah, they're going great guns to be fair, but yeah, came unstuck at Gillingham on the weekend. Jordan Clapp scoring twice, and also Max Westlake scoring, uh, and uh, yeah, they, as you say, started the season horrifically. I think it'd be fair to say, uh, went on that um, startling run, scoring sort of nines and whatnot and uh yeah then have hit the buffers a little bit four match winless run coming into this one 
Uh, and then, of course, they beat the uh, the league leaders, as you say. So, uh, Gillingham three, Nailsy one, just as everyone would have predicted. <laughs> yeah, I bet they'll be ticking them off their Christmas. Hey. <laughs> boom, boom. Um, <laughs> right then. Um, now we have to have a look at the upcoming fixtures. So then, Tom, um, if we have a look at the fixtures coming up on Saturday, the 10th of December, uh, what game has caught your eye in the Premier Division? Gone for Helston hosting Buckland, one of our uh, fantastic Vars winners. Uh, obviously, uh, yeah, how will, how will they uh, come back? Uh, come back to, to league life, and uh, yeah, they're, they're sixth. Helston the fifth, and I think that'll be, yeah, that'll be uh, a decent showing. I would have thought. Obviously, Helston uh, full of confidence after their win on, on Saturday as well. So uh, yeah, pretty, pretty decent clash. I think that'll be on Saturday. And I'm going to go for um, Falmouth Town against Barnstable. I think it will be interesting to see how Barnstable bounce back after that disappointment uh, in the uh, in the week. Uh, last week, sorry, uh, bounced back after that d- disappointing result against uh, Helston. Falmouth, we, we know we can expect good things about. We can expect good things about both of these sides, so I'm sure that it will be very, very competitive. Uh, now, we take a look into the first division, Tom, and what what, um, what fixtures caught your eye there? Gone for the home boys. I've gone for Odd Down, uh, the Bath side. Uh, they host Nailsy and Tickenham, so obviously, uh, yeah, we've just, just quickly discussed uh, Nailsy's defeat on the weekend. How are they going to How are they going to respond to that? Uh, coming to coming to Odd Down, who yeah have been been scoring a fair few, but also I think it'd be fair to concede concede some as well. So I think it'd be an, an entertaining game, and yeah, probably a little bit unpredictable. Obviously, I think you'd probably go with Nailsy, but I think Odd Down certainly uh, certainly uh, capable of uh, setting a few frighteners at them. So that should be a decent decent clash, I think. Yeah, and I'll be very interested to see whether Gillingham Town can keep their good run of form going. Certainly, if it's the team that turned up against Nowsy and Tickenham, you'd expect Shirehampton don't have any chance. But Shirehampton have been going really, really well in recent weeks, so um, I think they'll have more than something to say in that fixture. It'll be very, it'll be fascinating to see um, how that one goes. Um, listeners, as we lab- I laboured the point last week on the podcast, I don't apologise for it, but of course we are seeing now a lot of games kicking off not at three o'clock. Uh, on a Saturday. Uh, uh, so please, please, please keep an eye out on FA Full Time, um, the Tool Station Western League app, your own club's social media to see uh, which games are kicking off. G- given that there is some other football going on in the evening, I think there's a, an, an international match somewhere in the world going on that we might be interested in. But of course, only after we've watched some Tool Station Western League football. Of course. Um, I think that has impacted on a lot of the kickoff time. So Please um, just pay attention to those um, uh, to your club's information to make sure that you don't turn up at the wrong time. Now, before we sign off, Tom, I think it's probably a good idea for us to have a quick look at the um, uh, at the at the league tables. Do you want to kick us off in the Premier Division? Of course, yes. Yeah. So uh, we've got Saltash leading the way in in the Prem. Uh, they've gone. Uh, gone to the 50-point mark uh, following their point on the weekend. They have played 21, uh, which is a couple more than Bridgewater, who are just in second. Uh, 19 games uh, Bridgewater have played, and they're on 48. So a couple of points behind, but a couple of games in hand if we're, uh, yeah, if we're looking at looking at that at the moment. And then you've got um, obviously Shepton, six points from six uh, recently. They've uh, yeah started to start to find that find their groove again. They're in third, 18 games played. They've won 12 of those, and they're on 38 points. Uh, and then you've got Mausel. Uh, who are, yeah, also uh, along with uh, Buckland, in fact, those two teams have also won 10 league fixtures, I think should be worth mentioning. Uh, Maslin fourth from 36 points and Buckland uh, five points back on 31. But that's the uh, top of the Prem. 
And at the bottom, Kensham Town um, are in 19th place. They've played 21 games. They've got 12 points. Only one point above them, a Torpoint Athletic. They've only played 18 games. And Wellington, the team above them, have only played 15, both of those sides, on 13 points. Only one point above them on 14 points is Cadbury Heath. They've played 19 games. And only one point above them is Sherbourne Town. They're in 15th and they've played 18, uh, 18 games as well. Um, so very, very uh, tight at the bottom there. Canesham could project themselves up the league if um, if uh, if they do get a win. So all very tight at the bottom of the Premier Division. But what about the top the, the top of the First Division? We've had um, quite a few teams. Uh, the, the the lead has been changing hands. Tom. Mm, has absolutely. These two seem to be uh, switching places quite a bit. So it is now currently. Uh, as we look at it, uh, Wells are top and they have played 24, just like Nailsy and Tickenham who are in second. So both have played 24. Uh, Wells following their, uh, their victory on the weekend, 19 wins for them and they're on 59 points. Uh, and then Nailsy who obviously slipped up at the weekend. Uh, they've played uh, 24 as well, as I say, 18 wins and they're on 56 points. So they're three points off the top. Uh, and then quickly, quickly uh, up on the rails. Uh, we did pick them out a few weeks ago as uh, yeah, a team that definitely uh, still in the chase, and that is Brislington. Uh, 22 games played, so that's two in hand on both of the top two, and they're on 53 points, so they're only six off top spots. So if obviously, uh, yeah, pretty easy maths. If they if they win those two games, they'd be on 59. So uh, yeah, definitely all to play for between the top three, and then you've got uh, a couple of other sides who've uh, broken through the 40 mark barrier. Uh, at the halfway stage of the season, in fact, and that is Oldland on 43 points from 21, and Shirehampton as well, who have uh, yeah uh, really done well so far this year. They've on they're on 40 points for 21 games. And at the bottom of the first division in 22nd, it's Bishops Lydiard. Uh, they've got 13 points. They've got, they've played 20 matches. Radstock are above them. Radstock Town. They've played two more games than Bishops Lydiard. They've also got 13 points. And then Bristol Telephones. They've played um, 23 games. They're on 15 points. And uh, just above them, Almondsbury. 25 games played, 17 points. Titherington Rocks. Just above them, 22 games played, 18 uh, 18 points. So. Um, uh, yeah, pretty, still pretty congested. In and at, at, at one stage this season, we were seeing so it looked like Radstock were getting cut adrift. So they've managed to play themselves um, back into um, the pack, although they still only have that one solitary win. But ten, uh, ten draws, the most games drawn in the whole of the Tool Station Western League by some distance. It would have to be said. Anyway, I don't know whether Ray won't get a cup for that, nor would he want one. So I'll I'll shut up now. Um, you have been listening to the Tool Station Western League podcast, and we have been talking about Tom's excellent bulletin. Tom, where can the listeners find that? Yeah, of course. So that is on the uh, the ToolStationLeague.com uh, homepage. If you scroll about halfway down, it's on the it's on the left hand side of the page, uh, along with the where the podcast and the uh, the latest images are found. And yeah, if you click on that, you get the latest edition. So uh, yeah, that comes out every week, and that's on the uh, the official website. That comes out every week. So do we. We'll mm -hmm. be back with you next week on the Tool Station Western League podcast. <laughs>